You are listening to Houndstooth Heroes, the 420 edition. As always, we are the Sports Taco with a crunchy outer shell filled with a brim with toppings. My name is Greg Dawkins, and I am joined as always by my co-host, Ellis Metz. Today, we're going to take a look at some spring football, some baseball, and some other quick hits and some other goings-on. But first, some quick housekeeping. We would not be here if it weren't for the good people at Wild Bill's Wingsaw Fresh of a Best in Show Award at the Hot Fest, the Hot Sauce Fest in Louisiana. So congrats to our friend of the program, Bill Howard, for keeping us in tasty sauces. No doubt about that. Congrats, Wild Bill. We're real proud of you, real proud to be associated with you. Uh, speaking of folks we're associated with, our friends at Druid City Brewing held a big hoorah gathering slash tweet up uh, for some folks uh, in honor of the A-Day weekend last weekend, and, and one of your boys was there. Gregory, tell us all about it. Don't leave anything out. I will absolutely do that. It was a fantastic showing as usual. Uh, if you haven't been to Druid City Brewing, I would urge you to do that. Bo and Elliot always have something special working, and last weekend was no exception. Uh, some fantastic barbecue, uh, some boudin, uh, a nacho bar, if you will, uh, and they offered up a Saison Grapefruit Shandy Whoa. that was uh, the hit of the uh, beer menu. It was both refreshing and packed a wallop at the same time, as uh, as uh, everyone there can attest. So, yeah, if you didn't uh, make the barbecue, A-Day barbecue thing at Druid City, I would urge you to do it next year. Apparently it's become a, become a thing, and it was fantastic. Speaking of fantastic, what you drinking, son? I am drinking something fantastic tonight. It's something a little newer for me. I got turned on to it uh, a couple months back, but it's from Terrapin Liquid Bliss. Have you had this? I have not had that. Tell well, me. Well, and this is why I actually feel bad bringing it up because it's like a donut in every bottle. It's got to be like 500 calories, oh. but it is their chocolate and peanut butter stout. Are you making a fat joke? You are, aren't you? I, well, no. I'm trying to save you from <laughs> my own, my own shortcomings or <laughs> large comings. As <coughs> I'm not going to say that word again. Yeah, don't. No, but uh, very delicious, uh, and as you would say, packs a wallop. All right, good to What go. about yourself? Well, I'm double fisting, if you will. Let me tell you all about mm, it. Mm. Um, first of all, let me tell you, if uh, your boy is a little under the weather, uh, sport a little cough, a little respiratory infection, so um, I'm double fisting a, a Great Divide Titan IPA with some cough syrup. So, um, you know, let's, 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 uh, let's podcast, shall we? Um, we don't condone that. Right, right, exactly. So in the event uh, um, the codeine takes over or I go into a coughing spree, um, just talk amongst yourselves. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, just anyway. speak out loud. Yeah, so that's, that's, what's, that's partially that. So that gets us into the what's horrible part. What's horrible with me is I am trying not to die of illness. What about yourself? I was just about to say, I appreciate your efficiency in answering what you're drinking and what's horrible at the same time. Multitask. That's right. What's horrible with me? A couple of things. Uh, Spent last night in hashtag Smashville. Oh, Which for the uninformed, yeah, is uh, what Bridgestone Arena, the most corporate sports (laughs) complex in America, calls itself on hockey nights. Uh, the Preds were bringing back a 2-0 playoff lead on the Anaheim Ducks, and I was so excited, man. I gotta say, playoff hockey has been at the top of my bucket list for a long time. If you've never watched it, and I don't know, do they show hockey in Alabama? Um, yes, but it's like hockey night in America, so you can never get hooked on a team because it's always yeah, a different yeah, team. Yeah, and you probably gotta have the special package anyway. 
Right, there's that. Well, Giddy. Yeah. Oh, I do. Yeah, yeah, obviously. Um, anyway, turned into a complete disaster. Everything that I hoped to see about playoff hockey uh, just never really materialized. The Preds came out to a raucous crowd. I got to say, the crowd was awesome. We got t-shirts, did the whole thing. Uh, and the players just didn't care. Lost three to nothing, and it was like, it was over five minutes in, probably. So and that this, was horrible. And this is why you will never be invited to an Alabama playoff game, is because you have a hex about you when it comes to playoff sporting events. That's exactly right. Uh, I have a feeling the majority of our listener uh-huh. is is a Braves fan. Oh, that poor Fred. Yeah, uh-huh. Fred is a Braves fan. And he can vouch that the only time I've gone to a Braves postseason game was the infamous Brooks Conrad eight-error performance. Mm-hmm. Old, old bare-handed Brooks. Yeah, I'm a cuss I have no idea what you're talking about. No, yeah, it doesn't matter. Uh, there was that. I no, also oh, went... Me. And you're welcome for this. This is actually probably related as well. So the other time that I bought postseason <coughs> sports tickets was for... Or at least a professional postseason was for... Uh, it, it was in planning to see the Saints and someone play. And... Uh, as I was like packing my bag the week before, uh, Marshawn Lynch, one Marshawn Lynch, oh God, jumped into the end zone and grabbed his you know what all over the Saints defense. Yeah, yeah, and so I ended up having to go to the godforsaken Georgia Dome and, and saw Aaron Rodgers just run rampant all over the Falcons. So maybe it's uh, maybe it's Atlanta and Nashville teams. I don't know what the story is. I hope that I'm allowed to go to an Alabama playoff game at some point. But we might just we might not take that risk. All right, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. All right, let's uh, go ahead and take a look at what uh, the reason the listener came. Uh, the A Day scrimmage. Give me some initial thoughts there, EF. Well, my first thought is going to just sort of piggyback on what's terrible, and I want to ask you: Is it terrible? We finished actually. We being the University of Alabama finished third. Uh, in attendance this spring, which is sort of a rare position for us. Okay. Uh, coming in first was Ohio State with a whopping 100,189 in attendance, uh, all-time record. What do you think there? All right. First, and that's with people having – Ohio State makes people pay. It's not a free experience. Wow. That's a horrible um, thing, by the way. But, I, but my, what I'm all the more impressive. is this. Uh, Ohio State should have been putting those numbers up the entire time, and here's why. Mm. Ohio has Ohio is unique, like Louisiana is unique, in that there is one school there. Mm. Uh, they don't have you know they don't have Alabama and Auburn, they don't have Ole Miss and State. They have Ohio State, and that's it. And if you go to uh, Toledo or Youngstown or all those other little schools, the kids are wearing Ohio State shirts. So that is the only show in town. And that is a state with two and a half times the population that we have. So they should have been doing this the entire time. My question for them is what the hell took you so long? Right. And this is what, Urban's third year? Fourth right. year? Exactly. Man, Gregory, bringing the takes. Uh, also ahead of us was Kirby Smart's Georgia Bulldogs, who finished with an even 93,000, which sadly enough beat the SEC record, which we said, I guess, in what, 2008, 2007? Well, Hey, look, they brought in Ludacris. I mean... They did. Did you see that? Did you see that uh, roster he brought? No. Uh, It demanded... I forgot how much they paid him. An absurd amount of money. $65,000, I think. My God. For a 15-minute performance. Uh, Also on the list, condoms, magnum condoms, and batteries. Batteries. Batteries, yeah. 
What's he going on? I don't even, I don't, no, no, yeah, don't, don't let your mind wander too. Uh, yeah, let's just get back on track. Uh, well, that's interesting, I guess. So there's I mean, that. But but please, you were there in person. You saw at least a portion of the spring game. Talk to yeah. me. It was basically the Tim Williams show. Yeah. Um, it would nobody nobody showed out quite like Tim Williams, and you know he was a proven pass rusher on a third down. You know situations mm-hmm. last year. Moving to an every down uh, defensive end this year, and if he keeps that up, my God, he is absurd. Um, I don't. You know, I, I saw a list of the teams that were bringing a uh, a, a, a tackle back, or a, a proven, experienced tackle that could deal with him, and that was basically USC, and that's it. Mm. Nobody can deal with this freak. Um, he made everybody that he encountered look like a child. Ah, that's so exciting. It's a little like. <coughs> You know, our, our long history of running backs who took an awesome picture this weekend, if you haven't seen that altogether. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a little like, you know, you would see glimpses of the, the younger running back come through, and you'd be mm-hmm. really excited for them to get their full chance. And we saw plenty of glimpses from Tim Williams on third downs last year, uh, and and maybe he's about to do it every down. That would be fantastic. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the, uh, the, the, the counterpart of that is it made the quarterbacks look less than good um, yeah. Blake Barnett and Jalen Hurts looked goodish. Uh, David Cornwell and Cooper Bateman looked really badish. Um, uh, Blake Barnett, you know, I, I don't any of our, our listener already knows he is right. my man crush of the year. He did some things very well. He hit the seams, was otherwise accurate. On the other hand, he's a bonehead. I mean, I, I guess that's because he's 19 years old, but the decision making was odd. I mean, just when you think he's on a roll and he, everything's doing, everything's going. He throws the ball into trouble coverage. Um, so you know, he just—it's the athletic ability is obviously there, and the ability to be the quarterback is obviously there. He just decision making needs to get on par with the rest of it. Uh, and, and if you were watching, there was the time he got the snap hit him in the head. So you know, I've, there, I've read about that. I actually missed it. Was it as bad as it sounds? Oh, every bit as bad as it was. As bad as it sounds. Damn it. Um, so there's that. Jalen Hurts, uh, in my opinion, looked polished for a freshman. Um, he has the arm and the athleticism, but he did provide five of the fourteen sacks on the day. Yeah, and Hurts the one that or Hurts is the one that everybody's sort of come away talking about and and was sort of whispering about during the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't that impressed, especially going back and sort of watching his sort of quote unquote big plays. Uh, there was a lot of the receiver having to slow up to to get to a ball. Uh, there was a tipped pass that padded his stats a ton. Yeah. Um, I just thought it, it was cool. I will say the the wheels were very cool to see. It was uh, sort of odd to see an Alabama quarterback doing those things. Right. He, he looked. I don't just for lack of a better comparison. There was some Deshaun Watson without just the total cannon. Well, that, and and oddly enough. He did. He was. He was the. Uh, he was the. Uh, he was the played Deshaun Watson in the. Uh, in the That's party. right. Yeah, I forgot all about that. That's there's a name point. for that. I just. I uh, you know. I'm, I'm medicated. The, so. the practice squad there. There. There you go. There yeah, you go. There. Got you. Uh huh. Um. So yeah. I mean. That there's that. But then there's David Cornwell and. Look, David Cornwell. David Cornwell needs to find himself a Mac school. He had one delightful throw to Calvin Ridley, but on the whole. He wasn't accurate. He wasn't smart. Uh, uh, yeah. he, he's good at windmilling his Johnson in a bar, apparently, and that's about all I can figure out that he's good at. 
So, yeah, uh, that guy needs to go and uh, pack his bags and go somewhere else. Windmilling his Johnson. Oh, well, you know. Man, no, it is what it is. He seems like a great guy. Like the kid. Yeah, yeah. Respect what him. he's doing. I would love to hang out with uh, David Cornwell. He needs to stay the hell off the football field. <laughs> Valid. And the last one I'll discuss because I'm going to pronounce his name properly. One Cooper Bateman. You mean Cooper? No, I mean Cooper. Who the hell? What happened? Uh, two 5 so he is the most experienced of the bunch, which is a little scary, but still sort of not growing in the way. I mean, it was kind of like, you know, when he came in for the Ole Miss game, we expected one thing and got another, and the same sort of thing uh, in the 8A game. He plays smart, but just can't quite do the right thing at the right time. Seems a step too slow and always just sort of a tick behind everybody else on the play. Exactly. Uh, whomever starts at quarterback is going to need a quick release because, and that's why one of the reasons I was I'm not hating on Hertz quite like you are, is Hertz can maybe have a quick release. I don't know if he can or not, but I know the, that the kid can run. And with this offensive line, we're going to need somebody who can do something, but in terms of making a play, because he doesn't not going to have much time. To be back there because in every in all accounts the offensive line was a disaster in this game. I mean, Cam Robinson was out with an injury, uh, but he's probably better injured than anybody else at full strength that was out there. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, and prone to injury. I'll point out so yeah. a little disconcerting as we head into the season with not much depth there. Uh, the story everyone's been talking about before a day, and want to get your thoughts on after a day is Tuscaloosa native Lester Cotton. He sucks. Man. He does. Don't be like that. Does he not suck? Tell me he doesn't no, suck. No, he sucks, but he's cute, right? Right, but he sucks. It's a cute story. Whatever. Tell the story. Uh, well, he's just a local kid. Uh, he's grown up wanting to play. He went to Central High School, literally right down 10th Avenue from Bryant-Denny Stadium. Um, has grown up wanting to play at Alabama. There's There's all kinds of funny stories about opposing teams lining up for his autograph after games, etc. Uh, he's been sort of a state legend here for a little while, and his name is Lester Cotton. There is that. It's so great. It's an adorable story. He still sucks. Speaking of sucking, Alphonse Taylor was demoted Bruh. because he came back to school too fat. Now, who among us has not come back to school too fat? <laughs> but at the same time, neither one of us were on the starting offensive line of the national championship team. Speak for yourself. Okay, no, fair enough. No, true story. Um, and, you know, I sort of ended last season with a lot of angst about the offensive line to begin with. Right. And, and, yeah, I think the point we're getting at is that there wasn't a lot that we saw in this final spring scrimmage to uh, relieve any of that anxiety. Yeah. I mean, uh, one particular person in particular, I'm sorry, the, the coding is catching up with me, is Corey Carvin. I mean, dude. Dude. What can you say about him that hasn't been said in domestic violence court? The guy is abused on every Man. down. Uh, this unit, basically, the entire offensive line unit, uh, with the exception of Cam Robinson, although he is made with the finest Irish crystal, mm -hmm. but outside of him, the entire unit needs work if, it's gonna be, if we're going to be productive on offense at all this year. Yeah, agree completely. Um, I, I think it's worth noting that you know, a lot of the offensive line struggles surely have to deal with facing the filthiest, just most gifted defensive line uh, this side of 
I don't know, biscuit. Biscuit. That's probably an exaggeration. But the offense just never really got much going, particularly the running backs, which I think a lot of eyes were on. Bo Scarborough finished with like nine yards. Is that right? Uh, yeah, not much. It's thereabouts. Uh, Damian Harris got a few more looks and seemed better than we thought he was. If you remember, listener, uh, we were not very impressed with him. I think the term overwhelmed, or I'm sorry, underwhelmed, was used on more than one occasion. Yeah, uh, But he's going to be sort of that quick back role that Kenyon Drake has so skillfully held the past few years. And <coughs> Bo's going to be our guy, man. He is so big. He's so strong. And I, I expected a really light workload out of him Saturday, and we saw that. Exactly. Yeah. So, quick takeaway. What's your what's your final takeaway from the game? I think it's the discrepancy between the defense and the offense. The defense is just miles and miles ahead of the offense. And they are ahead in experience as well as sort of chemistry and overall skill set. Uh, I just don't I don't even know how teams are going to score. I feel bad thinking about coaches whose jobs depend on scoring against Alabama. It's going to be so ridiculous. The defensive backfield, uh, led by your boy, Minka, a.k.a. the, the Falconer, Fitzpatrick. Um, it's just going to be disgusting, and no quarterback's going to even have enough time to, to think about making a smart decision. Uh, it's going to be... Crazy, crazy good to watch this defense. Exactly. Uh, you were still listening to Houndstooth Heroes, brought to you by Druid City Brewing and Wild Bill's Wild Wing Sauce. And we are going to pivot here and talk a little bit about baseball. Um, I don't know where this team is, man. I was ready to count them out last week. Then Ole Miss comes to town, and we take two of three from Ole Miss, who is number eight in the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, we turn around, and then we beat Troy, which... If you've seen our record in midseason midweek games, I fully expected them to lose to Troy. Uh, now we've got number one South Alabama coming to town. Number two, uh, twenty-one. Yeah, number one, number one twenty-one South Alabama, followed by a road trip to number top five eighteen at Texas A&M. So, if the wheels stay on during those games, we could muddle through the season with a winning conference record for the first time in well. I think we barely had one last year, but that's the only one we've had during the during this uh, administration. Um, so I still think we're shuffling deck, deck chairs in the Titanic. Um, but, you know, hey, things are looking good for now. What are your thoughts? Lowered. Yeah, I just, I mean, how confident can you feel about the wheels staying on the rest of the season? Mm, not very. You know, we've got some high points. We've got some good leaders out there, but I just think the team overall is not on – a level to compete with, frankly, what SEC baseball has become. I tend to agree with you. And let me talk about one reason why. Right. Chaps me. I'm getting energized over here. Oh, God. We had a right field advantage there for a little while. Oh, they they had created, they had created some home field advantage by the right field Ragers. I think it's, tell tell the listener what we're talking about in case he doesn't know. Yeah. You know, we, we just built this renovated stadium (laughs) and, Basically, every SEC school has a more fun baseball experience than we do. We've tried to clamp down on student enjoyment for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it seemed like finally we were breaking out of that and we're going to be able to compete with some folks. And then Bill Battle came through and said, zero fun, sir. Uh, we have now revised alcohol regulations, which 
I I am unfamiliar here, but you have told me there was an individual who kind of brought this on. Yeah. Okay. Here's here was the deal before the the instance. Um, you could basically you could bring a cooler, you could bring whatever you wanted. Uh, just I mean, it was just that you know it was, it was basics. Don't act a fool. You know, mm-hmm. you just do what you want to do, but don't act a fool. Well, apparently, one kid decided to throw a beer on a Tennessee baseball player, which. I don't blame him for. No, Certainly, no. Uh, may condone. No one is casting aspersions on that fellow no. at all. Uh, but after that, a, 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 a big list of alcohol regulations came out. You may only have a personal size cooler, like the little bitty, uh, uh, the little playmate that I'm looking at right like now. A, like a lunchbox. Yeah, that. You may only have six beers. You may not have any alcohol. You may not have any wine. Uh, just six beers per person. And if your cooler is too big, you get sent away. So this may shock you, but people did not take time into that based on this one ex- one experience by this one dude that you could abandon that kid. There's a lot of options available for you to you instead of the options that Bill Battle took. And look, I mean, I, first of all, the whole right field things felt wasn't terribly organic anyway. It, was it wasn't. Very, no, that's true. Even before all this happened, it was very organized and you know I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you the example of Ole Miss because I went to law school at Ole Miss and it was very it was the kids showed up and they brought they brought a couch and a cooler and it was it's student led it was student led it was not you know there were not university regs there was not anybody at the gate you just brought what you, you did what you did you know and it and nobody got into trouble and nobody you know they may have they may have thrown a beer on somebody, but if they did, that person probably they they probably self policed and got that person the hell out of there mm-hmm. because they they knew what a great thing they had. So this one started out too corporate for my liking anyway, but now it has gone entirely. It's it, it's it's they've they've killed it. And, it's church. Uh, it's church. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, and that, I will I will say I'm happy to see. I think maybe it was just former players. I'm not sure any current players have um, spoken up, but there was a hashtag trending of make right field great again, which respect. um, Right. You know, and I think that just shows that the players and the program need some fun. They need something cool happening out there, and the university is doing whatever they can to stop it. As usual. Exactly. Like they do. Uh, One quick basketball note I want to throw in on you. And we're we're not even at our quick hit section. Right, that's coming. Did you see the transfer news today? No, do tell. Justin Coleman, who actually had himself a good little year, you know, it wasn't. Yeah, it's not like he was competing amongst a great team for time, but but had a decent year, made the most of it. uh, Has decided to take his talents to Birmingham and play for the Samford Bulldogs. What? Yeah, (laughs) yeah. This isn't this isn't the cough syrup talking, right? No, that's a what? Really? Yeah. yeah. You're not. You're not. You're not. You're, you're not making it up. No, that happened today. So I guess the uh, the Avery Johnson era was just too much for him. Right. Apparently. Which, by the way, if you happen to not notice this, uh, the Dallas Mavericks tweeted out that he's starting tonight. Did they really? Not even making that up. Yep. Point huh. guard Avery Johnson will be starting tonight in the playoff game, so we have got that going. You for know us. what? Hey, I I believe it. He's a real players coach. Yeah. Um, so there's that. Anyway, I'll move move back to our regularly scheduled program. All right, uh, I'm, 
Quickly, our uh, little gymnastics. Let's talk about the gym tide. Yeah, our gym tide went out to the national championships in Fort Worth and ran into a buzzsaw that is Oklahoma, and they've been a buzzsaw all year. But the gym tide still managed a third place finish, which really is kind of what we've come to expect. We think we seem to finish third every year. Um, I'm not complaining about third in the least. Oklahoma feels a team of robots. Uh, and we did manage to finally beat Florida. But, I mean, I, I decided to watch the thing, and I just kept seeing us take steps on landings that Florida and Oklahoma don't, t- that don't take. So I don't, know, I don't know how you coach that or how you, how you keep them from doing that. But, nevertheless, there was a noticeable difference between Florida and Oklahoma and what we did. But hopefully Dana Duckworth can get that cleaned up next year because it's been far too long since a gym tied national title. You know we get antsy when we haven't won a championship in a couple of years. I know. You are more familiar with sort of the scoring than I am. Was it close? Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's that's why I said that. Is those those little steps that we kept taking, we'd have won with them. And anyway, we 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 it, there were the opportunity was there. Nobody was, Yeah, nobody was blowing anybody out of the building. Uh those little steps on the landing we, I don't know if we'd have won, but we would have been damn close. Yeah, yeah. Just don't get these kind of hot takes on every Alabama podcast, I got to say. sure don't. You sure don't. Uh, other quick hits. Oh, Our boy, me. Justin Thomas, finished at 10 over in Augusta last weekend. Not, well, not. I was say not he made the cut. Nice little 71 on Sunday, so proud of that. On mm-hmm. the ladies' golf side, they just won the SEC championship over Florida. And here's a little fun fact. Alabama, number one ranked bass fishing team in the country. Well, roll fishing. Roll fishing tide. Uh-huh. Or uh-huh. roll mother fishing tide. So just much? stop. Yeah. Too much? Uh-huh. Okay. So, yeah. Well, I, mean, I, I happen to notice that, yeah, if you are the type of person who is, would like to read about competitive bass fishing, well, I have spectacular right. news for you. The fellows over at Roll Them a Roll have you covered. There's an entire expensive article on bass fishing competitively at the university. So I might have missed my calling, man. I could have been a great collegiate athlete. Oh my goodness, you'd have you'd have lettered in that. I can't. I, yes, that was clearly where you should have mm-hmm, taken mm-hmm. balance. Anyway, that'll do it for another edition of Houndstooth Heroes. Remember, you can check the website at houndstoothheroes.com by the or you can find us on Facebook or on Twitter at H Tooth Heroes. Thanks again to Druid City Brewing. And to Wild Bill's Wing Sauce. My name is Greg Dawkins, and my co-host Ellis Metz is going to take us home there, brother. Do it. It was lit, fam. Y'all be good. Roll Tide.